Hello, everyone, and welcome to Season 1, Episode 5 of the Everyday Podcast, a.k.a. EDP, your gateway to the casual side of business. I'm your host, Matt Esposito, and I'm going to let our wonderful co-host introduce himself. I'm your co-host, Andrew Sadikov, and I'm going to introduce some of the other members that we have with us today. Uh, to my right is Billy. Billy, introduce yourself. Hi guys, my name is Billy. I'm the director of new business with Everyday Espo. Yeah, so B- Billy wears multiple hats here at EDD. EDD uh, for tonight's purpose, he's going to be a digital marketing specialist because we're going to be talking about uh, you know all the different tools and softwares that are best for your business. And we also have another team member joining us tonight all the way from Western Florida. And this is Mr. Ted Esposito. Ted, say hello. Hey guys, Ted here. I'm the web developer and digital marketing specialist at EDE. Like Matt said, I am located in sunny Tampa, Florida, and I have no relation to Matt, even though we share the same last name. Even though, well, we we had, uh, well, uh, we I, I don't have a beer anymore, but we the only uh, similarity we have is t- two awesome beers, even though I don't have mine anymore, but he still has his. Um, <laughs> we'll, put, we'll put up a, a picture on the on the screen so everyone can uh, get a little visualization of, of Ted since he's not uh, able to be with us here in person or on video. So anyways, um, as stated before, today's episode is going to be all about talking about different tools and softwares, um, you know, that you can utilize in your business. We're going to go everything over, you know, social media, uh, email marketing, graphic design softwares, basically everything uh, from A to Z. But before we get into that, if you haven't already, make sure to check out last week's episode, episode four, which uh, me and Andrew discussed all about launching and managing a startup. So we gave some great advice to people that are looking to start a business um, and even people that have a current business so make sure to check that out if you haven't already and just some general podcast updates we added a couple different features to our website um you can now download both the video and the audio versions of each episode on the website um and you know we're now accepting uh, guest applications so you can go on the contact us on the ED, edp site which is info or no it's everydaypodcast.biz that's b-i-z at the end and you can submit an application to be a guest on the show All right, so moving on, let's talk about the topics breakdown uh, for this episode. Now, we're not going to talk about uh, website functionality today, you know, the different plugins um, that are out there. We're going to talk about all that in a separate episode. That's a whole different ballgame. And even the stuff today, we're not going to limit to just one episode. There's a lot to dive into, a lot of important information, but we're going to kind of cover the basics today and then, you know, dive into it um, at a later date. So going over the topics breakdown, we have what social platforms are right for your business. Uh, we're going to go over some accounting softwares uh, you know, that cover like internal accounting, asset management, client invoicing. Then we'll go over uh, team slash project management softwares, what CRMs are best for your business, um, music and editing softwares, marketing, uh, product delivery, and then we'll kind of, we bunched a couple into a miscellaneous category. All right, so diving right in, let's talk about what social platforms are right for your business. And Ted will be starting out with talking about Facebook. I'm actually going to pass this one off to Billy. Billy, Um, Billy. I think we did a swap before the episode. I'm going to be talking about Twitter. So, Billy, why don't you go ahead with Facebook? No problem. We'll do, Ted. Thank you very much. Uh, So Facebook uh, covers more of an older demographic. Picture and video work best. It's great for e-commerce sites, restaurants, where you can kind of bring people that experience of kind of being there. Um, You know, there's a lot of different functionalities that you have with it, like the live videos. It's definitely a must-have for all industries. 
Um, and what you want to, you know, really think about when you're making any kind of post on social media, but especially Facebook, is what do you want people's takeaway to be? What's going to be their call to action? Do you want them to pick up the phone and call you? Do you want them to go to your website and make a purchase or, or a transaction decision? Or do you want to start a conversation with them in the Messenger app? Um, you know, it's a great way to, to kind of build an audience that is engaging you um, and celebrating you and helping promote your brand. And we'll get into it a little bit later, but it's, you know, one of the first ways that you get into that, uh, you know, the, the sales flywheel. Um, so, And for businesses that don't necessarily have a social media presence currently, that's one of the first that we recommend. Um, you know, Instagram is also very important, but Facebook specifically, um, that's what we would recommend to have a consistent um you know, presence on uh, right off the bat. And by the way, if we, if we look like we're sweating, it is uh, <laughs> extremely hot in, in, in the podcast studio. Um, we'll go over a story of what happened in our office building a yeah, little bit later. Not as hot as it was a week ago here. Yeah, but still, pretty hot. Just, uh, I'm sure people are noticing that it was, everyone seems to be sweating in the studio. Um, anyone have anything to add about Facebook before we move on? No? All no. right. So I guess Mr. Ted is going to be covering all about Twitter. Tweeter. Yeah, so Twitter is now over a decade old. It's one of the older social media platforms. And the demographic is very, it ranges. It, it's not just, you know, stay-at-home moms and it's not Gen Xers, but it, it ranges from everyone from, you know, 10-year-old Twitch streamers to uh, CEOs and business executives. So there's a wide range of demographic for you to reach for your business. Uh, the other good thing about Twitter is that it's short, sweet, direct, and to the point. You can upload text, you can upload videos, you can upload photos, and it really has the the power to go viral more easier than the other social media platforms. A lot of the videos you see nowadays that are viral usually originate on Twitter. Uh, a lot of journalists use Twitter to get their news pieces out. Uh, politicians are all over Twitter as well as celebrities. So you can really reach a wide audience, and because of that, it makes a great tool for public relations. What's the first thing you do when you're upset with a company? You go to Twitter and you rant about it. So it gives businesses a good opportunity to do some, some management, some PR management, uh, to reach, reach their consumers and customers directly, respond to inquiries, and just you know, maintain a good, brand, um, a good brand general overlook on Twitter. So the, the other social media platform that goes hand in hand with Twitter, although it's made by Facebook, is Instagram. But Twitter and Instagram are, are similar in that you can you know, post photos of your, your product, brand, or service and really have a, a wide demographic of people sharing those photos, liking those photos. And it opens the opportunity to work directly with influencers and brand ambassadors. Um, a lot of young people are on Twitter, uh, a lot of millennials are still on Twitter, and now the older demographic as well is getting on Twitter and, and Instagram as well. So it gives, your it gives your brand the opportunity to uh, meet influencers, um, open direct business relations with, th with them, and have them sell your products for you. And as Ted just mentioned, Facebook does own Instagram. So a lot of things are, I guess, crosswired is a good word for it. You know, you can link your uh, Instagram to your Facebook page, your ads account. Um, something you post on Instagram can be directly uploaded to Facebook right away. Um, so there's a lot of good functionality to explore there. Yeah, and the other thing is you can kind of manage all your ads from one platform exactly. to the uh, Facebook ads group. Um, but that's great. All right, so moving on to YouTube. 
So YouTube, as everybody knows, is a video-based platform. Um, this is great for all audiences. It's really, really good for giving your uh, consumers and clients a deeper dive into the services that you offer and being able to provide value and answer people's questions before you can even uh, get them in the door. So for people who do consulting or service-based businesses, it's almost like a way of getting that initial, hey, you know, approach meeting, hey, this is who we are, this is what we do, out of the way before you actually get them in the door. So that way you can start off your, your first meeting with them with a little bit more uh, you know, groundwork covered and you can make decisions a little bit more quickly because they kind of feel like they trust you and they know you already. And that's really the ultimate point of all social media is to, you know, let your clients get the behind the scenes look or a, a more intimate look at your business or your, you know, you as a, uh, as a consultant. Um, you know, it's definitely, uh, you know, a must have for people on the, on the YouTube platform to have a professionally done thumbnail for your, for your, uh, your YouTube video, because that's when anybody's sharing it on social media, or even when you're scrolling down through the list of videos to watch, you're going to be clicking on the ones that have the most enticing, um, engaging, you know, uh, thumbnails that have, you typically have a call to action or something like that in them. Um, so, you know, that's that's really kind of like the groundwork for a lot of these other advertising things that you might do, whether it's on Facebook, whether it's on Google Ads or whatnot. Um, you're going to be using YouTube to kind of start that uh, because if you have a video ad, you're going to be putting that around the web. Anybody who's, you know, watched any kind of videos on YouTube knows those little five-second ads. Yep. Maybe they watch five seconds and they click are the ones that make you wait the whole 15 seconds before you can skip it. That's why it's really important to make sure that you get what your message is in the first five seconds or less because oftentimes that's all you have to capture a customer's attention and get your message across. And people's attention spans are pretty non-existent nowadays. Yeah, shorter and so shorter. It's, it's always a challenge, but of course that's our job and that's why we love what we do, but that's always our job to, uh, uh, you know, make sure we grab their attention. And, you know, YouTube, EDE knows the importance of YouTube. I'm not, for the audience, if you don't know already, ED started as a YouTube channel, uh, actually doing car reviews, and look what we've grown into today. So YouTube is a great platform to utilize um, because that's how we started in the first place. Moving on to LinkedIn. So LinkedIn is, uh, you know, obviously everybody knows is for professional audiences, uh, very highly underutilized platform. Most people we talk to are not on LinkedIn or they think of LinkedIn as just kind of like Facebook for corporate types. It's really not, you know, I mean, corporate types make uh, decisions as well. Anybody who's, uh, you know, trying to further their career is going to also be spending money making decisions, whether it's, you know, where to eat, what to listen to, um, or, you know, what clothes to buy, right? Uh, so being able to have a business page and access your customers, whether they're, you know, whether they're at work taking a break and making it look like they're not taking a break, or, you know, some people actually do a lot of work through LinkedIn, so you can catch people while they're working and get their attention and give them a little distraction. Um, you know, but definitely it's kind of like the one of the last frontiers when it comes to uh, these social media sites, when it comes to the social networking aspect of it that uh, is, is still kind of underutilized by a lot of companies and not many people advertise so much on it. Um, so if you're looking to kind of break into the game and be a big fish in a small pond, LinkedIn's a good way to go. And even my understanding of LinkedIn was minimal before diving into the marketing world. I thought it was just a place to find a job, yeah, you know, right. or to view uh, articles on business and, you know, any, any, anything in the in general in the business world. Yeah, and that's um, you bring up a great point. Uh, the articles on business give you a great opportunity if you wanted to, you know, jumpstart your blog to get, do some testers mm -hmm. as far as the notes or the articles <coughs> go on that and become a thought leader 
through the LinkedIn platform as well, you know, so just giving a, a different avenue to get your content out there. And they do a lot of different things. Like you can even do, uh, I mean, I've seen white papers people have done and they upload them as documents on LinkedIn. And right. you have other people in their field engaging in, 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 in brainstorming with them. Uh, so it's kind of an interesting thing to see that you don't really notice on these other sites because it has that more professional environment there so you know if you're looking for decision makers linkedin is a good place to go and linkedin has a great ads platform um not just for advertising your business um but for trying to find talent you know to join our team a couple of our team members we've actually found um through linkedin i think ted i don't know if you you were did you connect with me through linkedin or was that another social media platform um i think that was on linkedin and then you didn't respond so i went to instagram <laughs> okay yeah see so ted actually found me through uh through linkedin um funny enough and um and billy actually found us through instagram yeah, this is true yeah. that's right I see, so most that, of yeah. our staff members we found through social media platforms our interaction started uh through there so so, oh, and a, a side note for LinkedIn, we usually do a lot of cross-posting between social platforms, uh, for instance, Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. So any, you know, photo or video content we're putting on, you know, our clients' pages for Facebook or Instagram will go on LinkedIn uh, and vice versa, too. And real quick with that, um, you know, just because you're putting one piece of content on, four, you know, three or four different platforms doesn't mean you're posting it at the same time. Right. right. Because different people are on at different times, different demographics have different times of the day that they're more active than others. So when you're posting your content, it's really important to pay attention to not only what day it is, but also the time of day that your uh, content is going up. Absolutely. All right. Moving on to Snapchat. So Snapchat's, uh, you know, obviously photo video based. Uh, it's got a younger and younger audience. You don't really see too many older people there. Um, it's great for kind of like the gossip, you know, uh, more like pop culture news and stuff like that. Uh, definitely a must have for, you know, anybody who has a brick and mortar spot is to get that geo location, get your geo tag going so you can get your brand out there and raise awareness for it. Uh, some people, you know, I've seen I've seen some restaurants where they, you know, they give you a free a free deal or a free something if you come in with the picture or, or use their 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 filter or like them on Facebook or whatever else other kind of engagement. As long as you can get people engaging with you and and you know and 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 absorbing and, and interacting with your content, you're winning. You know, um, so I mean, the ultimate goal is to build a loyal base of customers, and the best way to do that is to get them to feel something when they see your your logo or, or think about your product or your brand. And I don't know what you guys think. I know, Billy, obviously the majority of Snapchat users are a younger audience, but I am starting to see some of the older crowd get involved. And for ex like a great example is a lot of my friends' moms add me on Snapchat. Yeah. I mean, maybe <laughs> I don't add them back, but I've seen a lot of the older crowd, I mean, including my own parents. I think both my parents have Snapchat. Not, th not that they utilize it like we do um, or even uh, understand it. Um, I utilize it at all, yeah. Yeah, but it, I don't know. I, I feel like the older crowd is starting to get involved a little bit. That's just something I've seen over the past couple months. Um, they're, they're slowly starting to, yeah. to pick up things more and more. Uh, I think you'll definitely see, I mean, we'll get to TikTok in a little bit, but TikTok is one of those things where it's highly youthful, but, you know, you see you, you see that there's some older absolutely. people on it or, you know, they're on it just because their kids are on it and pulling them into videos right, and then exactly. they're coming in and doing things too. So, you know, yeah, definitely for like, uh, you know, I mean, some parents are doing it as a way to keep tabs on their kids. Some parents <laughs> are doing it as a way to interact with their kids. But for whatever reason it is, you know, um, even if it's just to have fun, but yeah. Um, you're going to see that across all social media platforms because also the, remember the demographic is aging as well. Absolutely. So they're getting older, they're getting more connections. Oh, add me on Snapchat. Oh, what's that? 
you know, oh, you don't know what Snapchat is, blah, 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 you know. Yeah. Snapchat has a great ads pl- uh, platform that's available to businesses. They've been working mm-hmm. on that for a couple of years, and they've definitely transformed and optimized that into something businesses should look into. Um, moving on to Pinterest. Yeah, so Pinterest, uh, is, you know, this is a, a big woman's demographic. Actually, about 60% of the audience on uh, Pinterest is female. Um, and, you know, the the other thing interesting thing is that 50% of Pinterest's demographic comes from outside of the United States. Uh, so if you're looking for international product or, or to create kind of like that conversation with the world, Pinterest is a great way to go about it. I mean, they're, they're really phenomenal with educational or how-to recipes or getting your blog out there. You know, this is another kind of thing where you have to really pay attention to your graphic that you're using uh, because the first thing that you see on Pinterest is a picture uh, that's telling you what your the article or whatever link is about and then you click onto that and then you can open up the link. Um, so, you know, being able to have a really eye-catching, uh, something that makes people want to find more and learn more and, and explore, right? Uh, that's the, the ultimate goal of everything that you do online is to create engaging content. Um, but, you know, Pinterest kind of couples the importance of having a really, really well-written blog post and landing page for when you actually bring people to your site with getting that nice graphic, uh, you know, that's going to be really engaging. That Then you can use the same graphic when you post your hyperlink on Facebook or LinkedIn or whatever else. So it's a great platform for kind of, um, you know, focus testing. Uh, some of those ideas are doing some A-B testing when it comes to your graphics and being able to say, okay, well, same article, same everything, but this graphic got a lot more than this one. So we'll go with that one when we post it on our other platforms. Um, you know, that's that's what I got to say about Pinterest. You can get definitely lost in that thing. It's a lot of fun. So. <laughs> All right, moving on to TikTok. So TikTok is the new kid on the block. And, you know, uh, some people hate him, mm. you know, or some people hate TikTok. Some people love TikTok. Um, you know, right now there's a whole, uh, you know, uh, a time limit thing on it right now, uh, you know, before <laughs> September 15th, it's going to be, you know, it's going to be make it or break it for TikTok. But uh, one way or another, I think TikTok is here to stay in, in some sh- way, shape or form. You know, before TikTok, we had Vine and mm-hmm. Vine went down and everybody was so upset. And then you had TikTok come up not too, not too many years later. And so, uh, you know, I, I think that people are going to really start gravitating towards TikTok to not only just do it for advertising, but also make make really funny TikTok videos that then turn into almost like an advertisement for yourself because if you can get something to go somewhat viral, you're doing well. Right. With TikTok, right. it's so new. This is like getting into YouTube when it first came out. Right. You know, it's 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 like, you know, you have the opportunity to be, you know, first of, of someone. You can, you can grow your 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 growth rate can be unbelievably fast there are people who've gotten a million followers in like a few weeks or a, or a month or two you know and then and these are nobodies right they were just you know people who were just doing it for fun and they threw up some stuff and people loved it and they told their friends and and, and it took off but because there's a smaller right. amount of people creating that content there's right. less competition right now you go onto youtube you try to start a youtube channel you're going to be fighting against the tide, but with TikTok, it's kind of rolling with you because everybody's kind of coming on and experiencing it as the first time, and it's new to everybody, so there's less judgment. And I, I want to say quickly about TikTok too. Um, people don't search for videos on TikTok. Your videos yeah. are shown, and based on the engagement they receive, your videos are continuing to be shown. So I can have an amazing quality uh, YouTube video, or I can have a fantastic song on Spotify that gets absolutely no views because it just doesn't pop up for people. You know, you don't have to tag your videos. You don't have to do anything on TikTok. Its algorithms are based on engagement. So if you have fantastic content, you're going to immediately see a result right away without having to wait. 
And I don't know about you guys, I personally like uh, TikTok better than Vine. I mean, just from a personal and business standpoint, um, I just think TikTok is overall better. Yeah. Um, Ted, do you have anything to add about any of the social media platforms? No, I think TikTok is really cool. It's the <laughs> it's the new up and coming trending thing. Um, but I think I think recently, maybe unrelated, that Microsoft was talking about purchasing TikTok. Yeah, so. I saw that. I think there's a lot of potential for TikTok to really grow and develop as an application in itself and really start to, to do new things that uh, you know we can only imagine. And one of the, one of the uh, discussions I always hear about TikTok is, oh, you, you, know, you can't make money off it. Well, if there's a business and they start to gain some engagement and following on TikTok, that can always be transferred to other social platforms, which one, it's not true that you can't make money off TikTok. There's always, there's always different avenues to do that, but you can always transfer your audience because once you have your audience, they're pretty much here to stay as, as long as you're keeping a consistent you know, digital presence on whatever platform that is. Um, but with TikTok specifically, you can move your platform to YouTube, which is what we see with a lot of influencers, especially when uh, they announce or, you know, they tried to announce that TikTok was being banned. Everyone kind of went crazy. Follow my Instagram. Follow my YouTube. That's what all the influencers were saying um, because some people started on TikTok, so they don't have a following else there, elsewhere, and now they're trying to transfer that. Um, but just keep that in mind when it comes to TikTok. All right, so moving out of the social media realm and onto accounting softwares. Um, so we use QuickBooks as a company, and I think it has a very simple dashboard. I love the functionality it has to offer. It's also cheap. I don't think there's any free versions of it, um, but there's a, a lot of different stuff that you can do with it, and it's helped me create some great um, processes for how I go about uh, you know, internal accounting. Uh, everything from asset management, client invoicing, you know, your accountant can have access to your QuickBooks, you can pay sales tax through it. Um, basically everything from A to Z, you can you know, send out 1099s from there. Um, I mean, it gets more expensive the more functionality you add, um, but QuickBooks I've just absolutely adored and it's taught me so much about accounting um, that I, I, I didn't know before. Um, and it definitely keeps this, this company in check, something I, uh, deal with on a daily basis i don't know i know you've dealt with quickbooks before from an accounting standpoint if you have anything to add about that uh yeah I mean, the only thing i would say is it's not a replacement for a bookkeeper Absolutely. so you know definitely don't think it's like a wind-up toy that you can let run and and, and forget <laughs> about it because uh you know there are intricacies with everything and there's bugs in all software so you want to do make sure that you know, you're, you or somebody in your organization is keeping an eye on it and just kind of making sure that, you know, what it's saying is coming in is coming in and what it's saying is going out is going out. Because I have seen sometimes where it gets a little confused based off of, you know, it's right. like, oh, well, all these transactions from this company are deductions. And so then it, if you get something back from that company, right. then yeah. it's the, it marks it yeah. as a deduction. You think you have less money than you do. So it's just like one of those things where, I mean, that's true of everything, though, right? Oh, of you course. know, just because you have a Facebook doesn't mean that you're done. I mean, back when websites first came out, everybody was like, oh, you need to get a website. You need to get a website. And then, you know, okay, well, once you have a website, how do you make people go to your website? And right. that's what we're talking about today with the marketing, right? You know, so it's, it's like, it's not enough. It's not like Field of Dreams, right? If you build it, they will come. Or if you have it, you're good, right? You know, you have to, you not only have to have it, but you have to maintain it. Right. And keep an eye on it, too. Yeah, so. And, and I, I could definitely see that. I've ran into a couple issues with QuickBooks. But, I mean, I guess to, to state, we have very simple accounting for the business. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I guess oh, no, for most smaller yeah. businesses, it, yeah, it's great. But I, I have seen, you know, a couple, um, I've had, I have had a couple issues with it. Uh, moving on to Square. So, Square, um, 
I, util I utilize that just for client invoicing sometimes because some of my clients prefer it. I'm not really sure why, um, but it, it complements QuickBooks. I don't do any of the accounting on there, but I know they have a pretty good system set up. Um, and it has just as much functionality available uh, for users than QuickBooks. Um, you have anything to add about Square? I mean, you know, Square is great. Uh, and the processing I'd, I'd, Yeah, I'd say it's best for the uh, businesses if you're not doing a lot of processing or it's inconsistent. Um, you know, definitely it's great because there's no monthly maintenance fees. Um, but if you do start to generate a certain amount uh, every month, I would look into talking to a credit card processor because um, they, you know, you might pay a monthly fee, but you'll get a lot, a lot better of a rate on the percent that you're paying, uh, you know, whenever, whenever somebody, you know, gets charged. Um, so, you know, uh, definitely very user friendly, right? You know, um, it's, it's really well known. A lot of people use it for their email marketing as well because it's got a lot of nice functionality with that. Um, so, you know, it's, 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 you know, it's a trade off with everything, right? You know, you get something for free. It's never really free, right? right? No, of course. So. But, yeah. but, but it's great. It's a great, and great I, program. And I use both Square and QuickBooks. So, you know, you don't have to, sometimes you don't have to choose one or the other. And that's the, the same. That goes for all the platforms, you know, tools and softwares we're talking about today. It's not one or the other. Usually it's all of them or, you know, both or multiple. All right. So moving on to internal management. So Monday.com, if you've never heard of that, definitely look it up. It, it was formerly called Dubholz. Um, and we utilize that for our team management. Um, Andrew, I'm, I'm going to let you dive into that a, a little bit, but we utilize that on the daily. It's updated to a T, and it allows for the next level of organization for us. We were able to eliminate so much um, internal team communication and just back and forth with this software platform. Um, but I'll let you kind of dive into how we utilize it. Um, yeah. So originally when I was introduced to Monday.com, I saw the prices for it and I was like, absolutely Expensive. not. We're not going to get a, you know, Google Sheet that we have to pay hundreds of dollars a month for um, just because it looks pretty. But now that we have it and, uh, you know, Matt had convinced us originally that we needed it and, you know, we went with it. It's actually uh, incredibly useful. It has a lot more functionality than you originally expect. And it's all labeled there. It's all written out there, right? And you're reading about it, and you're like, well, notifications. Okay, well, whatever. I know what a notification is. I'll just, I can check it all the time. Don't really care. Um, being able to assign people to projects and stuff like that. Okay, well, I could just write that for the person. Don't really care. And you go down the list, and you're like, I don't really care about these things. These are all pretty straightforward. But when they come together, um, they become a very powerful force. So it really eliminates so many different, you know, like you said, back and forth. Save us time. And so much other stuff that you have to do. Um, so uh, genuinely like invaluable software. Uh, I can't really think of anything else that would take its, sp its place. Um, I use it every single day. Every single day I go on monday.com, I have a list of my tasks. I can see anybody else in the company's tasks. I can see, you know, how far along they're doing it, you know, and, you know they're getting. Um, I can see who's assigned to different shoots. We have, you know, different boards. Some are a calendar where I can see everything that's going on that entire month, everyone who's assigned to every individual shoot, you know, the equipment they're going to use, how they're going to film it, what they're going to film, everything like that. Um, and then, you know, subsequently, who's going to edit everything, how everything is going to get laid out. And it's, it's so much easier than having, you know, to go back and forth because every little piece of information that Monday.com gives you voluntarily by you going onto it and seeing it is information that otherwise you'd have to reach out to somebody and then respond to you to get that information back. Um, so it really just saves, I mean, hours, 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 hours a day, you know, tens, hundreds of hours a week. Um, so it's a fantastic piece of software that we definitely use. And, you know, we utilize Google Drive for a lot of internal, um, you know, project management and just general 
you know, bookkeeping too, but we've moved the majority of our Google Drive, you know, organizational methods to Monday.com because right. it allows for that. Monday.com is very customizable. And as Andrew said, we have everything from like to-do list, company calendar. I do some, you know, I keep our accounting information there. Um, you know, all of our client information, access to client folders, um, client passwords, it's all in one place. So, you know, like before Monday.com, for instance, Billy would always be like, what's the password for this? What's the password for this? And I wouldn't even, I'd be like, oh, I gotta go here, here. Now, like he doesn't even need to ask me, it's right on there, you know? and and it's just i think an amazing platform I mean, if, if you want to speak from it from a from a team member you know like what what you think about it yeah i mean definitely it was just the biggest difference for me was just the the uh the the removal of those in between steps you know and it kind of gets you from point a to point b a lot quicker mm-hmm. uh because you don't have to have, go through as many people there's not as many right. steps to the process and you can ask a question and you know what do we do when we ask questions and you know in, in normal everyday life we google it we go online we find the answer right? right you know so that with this it gives us the same option but with work you don't have to go and ask somebody you can just go on monday and find the answer right which is really nice and, and a good example of that is another good example is me and billy like used to have to text every day all day now like even if we don't talk for a day or two it's not like we're actually not communicating he just sees everything through monday.com um ted if you, you have any additional thoughts on monday.com yeah, I love Monday.com. Um, when I joined EDE, it was the first time I had used it. I had used um, another platform called Asana, which is very similar to Monday.com. They're both project management tools that just streamline everything and make collaboration so easy, especially you know me being a thousand miles south of you guys here in Florida. I'm so easily able to to um, you know work work with you guys on a very streamlined basis using monday.com so i don't have anything bad to say about it it's great and it allows for things to be done on the go too there's many times me or andrew or billy ted anyone really has uploaded documents notes phone numbers for meetings or zoom links uh via our phone because it has a phone app and it's just as functional as the you know the laptop version the pc version of it is um so it's been a lifesaver, I think, too, you know, and as Andrew stated before, it is a little, ex- actually, it's pretty expensive, um, especially as we keep growing, um, it'll get more expensive. But I, I think for businesses, that's definitely something out there to, to look into because it can replace other softwares that you're paying for, too. All right, moving on to Trello. Yeah, so Trello is, uh, is another kind of like project management, uh, you know, type of app. Um, it's very similar to Monday in a lot of ways, but Monday does a lot more. Uh, either just as well, if not better than Trello. Uh, what I would say is that Trello is a great start. You know, if you're a small team, if you're lo- less than five people or fewer than five people, um, you know, try out Trello because Trello is, I think, only nine ninety five for per person when you start, and then Monday starts off at like forty nine ninety five or something like that for up to five users, and then after yeah. that you add on to it. So if you have like one or two people. Trello, you, 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 there's no reason to spend the extra 30 bucks if you're not really needing to get that value out of it. You know, grow when you need to. Don't get, you know, don't get ready for a big, a big growth and then, and then put this pressure on yourself to then fill it up, right? You know, grow as you are. You know, it's better to be slow and gradual than quick and flame out. You know, um, and, and also make sure not to put too much pressure on yourselves. But you know, as far as Trello, it's great. It's not you know, it uh, doesn't hold a candle to Monday when it comes to uh, you know, if you have a 10, 20 person team, I would do it Monday every single time because it just has so many more uh, you know things that you can do with it. Uh, but Trello's fine for beginners, you know, for just starting out. 
And this this conversation for uh, you know for advice in regards to you know internal management you know tools and softwares isn't just for people that have one it's for people that don't more importantly right so look into these if you don't just because you have one um, and you may be satisfied with it also check out the ones we're recommending because we use it on a daily basis so we can speak for the success and, and failure side of of you know what it's able to accomplish. So moving on to WhatsApp, so we have all of our company group chats for both ED, uh, EDS and EDP um, on WhatsApp, and it's a great tool to just uh, communicate. We communicate a lot less now because we have softwares like Monday.com, um, but you know we'll, we'll still send out reminders about payroll, important announcements, events going on. Um, just stuff like that and you know with whatsapp it allows us to see if people read the message so just because i send something to like ted or andrew um i can see they read it like even if they don't respond like if they're busy you know at least i saw i see that they, that they read it and they got the message i don't know ted you can speak for whatsapp a lot too um because i know you love that platform yeah i've used it a lot um you know in a in my personal life you know there's users all over the world um, it's one of the most common, I think it is the most popular messaging app in the world with something like, I think it's 2 billion users or something crazy. So I've been using it for years, uh, especially with travel. And then when I joined EDE and I saw that you guys had the group chat, um, it made everything a lot easier. You don't have to be dealing with, uh, individual SMS, uh, on your, on your phone and using up your data plans. So I love WhatsApp and, uh, it's great for meme sharing too. Let's not forget that. <laughs> Oh boy! All right. Anything to add about WhatsApp nope. or anything internal management? All WhatsApp right. The only thing I want to see is them reprise that Budweiser commercial. <laughs> so. Oh boy! All right. So moving on to discussing different CRMs. Billy, what is a CRM? It's a click rate management uh, program. So that basically you are able to track how people are interacting with your content and how people are engaging and you know what actions they're taking and what paths they're following um, and that way you can say okay well this is where people are going are they going where I want them to how can I get them to flow the direction that I want them to flow absolutely and we, re we refer to it internally as like a click rate management but the official term for is customer relationship management system um, oh to, yeah to, my to, bad. That's well no I mean we refer to it internally yes, as yes, a click yes. rate but like you know what I'm saying yeah. but um Anyways, Ted, do you have anything to add about what a CRM is, the importance of a CRM before we dive into specific platforms? I think a CRM is pretty vital for any company with uh, more than one customer, which I hope is every company in business. Um, it's a great way to organize your customers um, and, and really get down to the nitty gritty on who they are. Uh, you can create certain fields and functions for your customers. Uh, you can, you know, You could list their favorite color if you wanted to. But usually, you know, it's about their contact information, their email, their address, and ways to get in touch with them, um, and just organize it in a in an easily searchable and indexable uh, database. All right. So grazing over the different CRMs that are available to you as a business owner today, we're going to start with Salesforce. So Salesforce is probably the best known. Uh, definitely, it's a it's a big player uh, in the industry. Uh, there is a free trial available, which is nice. Um, it's great for managing your client flow from you know the point that you first capture their name um, to when you activate them as a as a client um, and, 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 and and tracking them through that whole process and, and moving them along and, and adding notes and, and different things and calculating appointments etc cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, it's just uh, it's just a really really powerful, very very powerful engine. Um, you know so it's great for uh, you know computer software. 
ITNS, marketing companies, those are the top three industries that you find using Salesforce. Andrew, I just noticed you have scruff. I mean, are you trying to get up with Ted uh, on Ted's level when it comes to a beer or what's going <laughs> yeah, on? Yeah, um, I've been growing it out. Uh, I, clearly, I struggle a little bit more with that than uh, some of the rest of you. But I think it's like a phase that everybody that goes through our uh, company kind of kind of has to have at least at some point in their life. So maybe I'm next. <laughs> oh, boy. Hey, it's pretty true. Dom has a beard. Cortez yeah. trying to grow Have beard. you seen? I wish you got to see Jack today. Jack has a beard? Doesn't have a beard, but he's got a mustache now. Oh my gosh, beard. can you believe that, yes. Ted? Yes. I mean, I could probably he's shave my beard up. and chop it up and give each of you an inch and still have some <laughs> left over. We're catching up to you, Ted. We're catching up to you. Me? I don't know. <laughs> I, I think I'm going to take a break from that for a little while, but uh, I guess the other employees are trying to compete with you. <laughs> All right. Um, moving on to HubSpot. Ted, I'll let Yeah, you. so... Yeah, HubSpot, I think, is a really, really useful platform. It does so much, and unlike Salesforce, it's a little bit more affordable. Salesforce is used by giant, giant corporations that have big budgets to manage incredibly large customer databases. HubSpot, on the other hand, is great for businesses of any size, from the mom-and-pop shop that are just getting started to even the bigger corporations that, that do have hundreds of thousands, if not millions of, of customers. Um, it, it kind of, it touts itself as the only free CRM and that's kind of half true. Uh, it does start out free. In fact, they give you up to 1 million um, data entry fields for customers, which is, you know, more than, more than most people could even dream of. So, um, and it's extremely easy to use. Um, and like I said, like every CRM, it, 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 it gets you organized. It gets your customers organized into a database and it lets you develop, you know, capture your leads and develop them into, into customers. Um, you know, it has a ton of tools in its toolbox. Uh, some of the ones I like are, you know, it has a pop-up box that you can easily add to your website to capture leads, slide in boxes, drop down banners. Um, it even has a, a chat bot that you can add to your website and you can even make that um, an, an AI bot if you want. Um, so there's a lot of different tools that it has that, that everyone could really use. The other thing I really like about it is that it's a source of knowledge. So if anyone, if anyone hears what we're talking about today and wants more information on any of these things, social media, email marketing, whatever it might be, you can actually go to HubSpot to their to their uh, to their university and get certified in any of these things. I'm actually certified in social media. I'm, hot, I'm HubSpot CRM certified, and it's, it's an actual certification. So you can go there and you you could learn a lot um, and and really learn how to use not just HubSpot but any CRM. So you know I like it a lot. They make it very easy uh, to to bill and pay for all these different tools all in one spot. You can add you could buy add-ons and um, you know, they're really robust in their integrations. They can integrate across tons of different um, CMSs, um, that's content management systems and website platforms. So overall, I think I, my vote would be for HubSpot. All right, moving on to Infusionsoft. Sometimes referred to as Confusionsoft because <laughs> it's, uh, it's a behemoth as well, uh, similar to Salesforce. Uh, definitely um, for the bigger campaigns, I would say. Um, you know, you definitely want to have uh, you know a lot of people interacting with your with your content, a lot of um, you know new name captures because you're going to be constantly flowing through different uh, email marketing campaigns, 
um, you know, keeping track of your, your client list from, you know, where, uh, you know, when they come in to when they go out, you know, what interactions are they taking? How are they interacting with the emails or the other things that you're sending them to? Um, and, you know, what's their story, right? You know, so that way you can really kind of highly uh, customize your campaigns to specific tags, right? So if you have, like Ted was saying earlier, you can say, oh, this person's favorite color is red. So everybody whose favorite color is red, I want to have this border or this color scheme going out to them. So then everybody who likes red is in my one uh, my one little campaign and everybody who likes blue is in my other campaign and everybody who likes purple is in this third campaign right you know so it keeps everything kind of segmented but it's very very tricky um, it's very very uh, tedious you know you definitely want to have somebody who's tasked to it full time or, or most of the time because it is one of those things where if you if you if you just get it it's not going to be you know enough you really have to have a dedicated uh, you know a dedicated uh, amount of time and then also a dedicated uh, you know, effort towards it and, and what you're trying to achieve with it, right? You know, with all of these applications and all this software, it's great to, you know, have these, you have these issues solved, but when it comes to actually, you know, making sure that you're good going forward and it's not just like, okay, now we're good and now we have to, now we can forget about it and then you repeat the same mistakes or you run into the same problems, you need to make sure that you have somebody in place either that's with your organization or with who is you who is maintaining and, and operating and, and managing all of this stuff. Um, and that's why, you know, it's so hard to be a business owner because, you, you know, you're wearing 10 million different hats. And, you know, if you don't have the people around you to help out, it can be, you know, make you feel like your head's spinning. Uh, so it's really important to not only know what's available, but how to use it to your best advantage. Because just because you have something, you have a tool, if you don't know how to use it, you're almost in a worse position than if you didn't have it at all. Right. So, And to sum it up, CRMs are a vital component of yes. your marketing efforts, um, not only to stay organized, but to be successful because these platforms help take what you're doing to the next level. They give you, you, know, they give you an in insight into the technical and analytical side of things, things you may not have been able to access, organize, or utilize before. Um, all right, so moving on to different music platforms. So for ED and EDS, we use Soundstripe, but Andrew's going to talk about you know a couple the couple different options that you have and what we use you know for music licensing. Right. So, so I'm going to try and keep this uh, short and sweet um, because we don't have all too much time. But it's very straightforward. Uh, music licensing, if you want a specific song from a specific artist, is a very very complicated procedure. Um, this isn't to say that you should avoid it. But if you are shooting a bunch of commercials or you're shooting a bunch of different, you know, TV, you know, little social media spots, whatever you're doing, that doesn't require a specific song. It's not part of your storyboard. It's not part of anything else. It's a good idea to have something like Soundstripe, Artlist. There's plenty out there. Those are the top two that I can think of. Artlist because they have amazing marketing and because everybody's probably seen an Artlist ad, you know, ad at some point in their life. And Soundstripe because it integrates with Premiere Pro. Um, it's very easy to use. You drag and drop. They give you licenses that you print. Um, and then if a company asks you for them, then you have that license. Um, the you know alternative to that is using music that you don't have licensing to and then getting into very big trouble. That's not a fun time. Don't do it. It's not worth it. And they're like 10 bucks a month. Yeah, 15, I think Soundstripe's a little bit more, but Artlist, I want to say, is like $10 a month. Um, they also have sound effects, which are amazing. Um, you know, the Soundstripes definitely has some awesome ones. You just throw them right in for camera transitions, for anything you're doing. Um, again, invaluable stuff. Definitely recommend that. And the music you hear at the beginning of the podcast is from Soundstripe, right? Yep, so absolutely. We utilize it for all of our marketing efforts, too, not just for 
any licensing needs that clients may have. All right, moving on to editing softwares. So for editing, we use the Adobe Suite. We use this for everything from our graphic design to our video editing, audio, I mean, anything I could possibly imagine. You know, from Acrobat to editing like PDFs, like everything is Adobe Suite. Um, we have the subscriptions that give us access to the full suite and they give us, uh, you know, storage through Adobe. I think we have 100 gigabytes per account. Uh, it's very useful. It's very great to be able to share things. Adobe Bridge is fantastic to go between softwares. Um, again, we could talk about Adobe forever. Um, the only thing that I'll say is that uh, there's just so much that you can do, you know, within Adobe, within these, you know, softwares. They're used on, uh, you know, the greatest movies, the most amazing film sets. Um, and I have a funny little story. I've had a few people apply, actually, for, you know, positions at EDE, and they'll have the cute little graphs where it kind of is like, oh, my proficiency in Adobe Premiere, and they're like 99% proficient. And then it's like, oh, my proficiency in Adobe, like Audition, like, oh, 95% of, no, you're not. You're not 95% proficient in any of them. The the director of design for, you know, for, for yeah, art, for yeah. Marvel, might be 95% proficient, and might be 90, there's just so much you can do. And there's so many, many, many different ways to get the same exact result. For one thing, there's absolutely no point in being 99% proficient in Adobe Premiere, like you're gonna memorize every single way to get to the exact same place. That's like memorizing, you know, every possible way to get from your house to your office, right. you know, in your entire state. Like this just wouldn't make any sense. Just go there, however you want to go there. And the other side of it is, um, again, these things can do so, so, so much. Um, and, and they're used everywhere, they're universal. We really like them. People, you know, I've never had an editor tell me that they don't know what Adobe Premiere is. I've never had to teach anybody Adobe Premiere. Um, and any other company you go to, I mean, there's other software, but realistically, all the Adobe stuff is going to be the standard. I know, Ted, you have some, uh, well, a lot of experience um, when it comes to the Adobe Suite, too. Yeah, I actually started my career as a video producer using Final Cut. And about a year and a half into that, Final Cut upgraded to Final Cut X or 10, depending on how you want to say it. And everyone freaked out because it was a totally new platform than Final Cut 7. So as a result, me and quite a number of my colleagues sw switched over to Premiere. And we've been there ever since. It's been 10 years in the game now using Premiere. And it integrates so well with the rest of the Adobe suite, with Photoshop, with After Effects, um, with Media Encoder. It does everything. So yeah, I agree with Andrew. I mean, it's really, uh, it's a really, really good set of tools, set of programs. Did you learn something about Adobe, Billy? <laughs> All right, moving on to product delivery. Uh, yeah, so product delivery, again, once you create the, your content, a lot of our content is digital, um, you need to get it to your client somehow. Uh, so a big one for us is Google Drive. Um, that's very straightforward. If you've got a smaller project, if you've got a spot, if it's going to go on Instagram, if it needs to, you know, get over there quickly, uh, if you want to showcase something, hey, these are the revisions that I made, you know, what do you what do you think how does this look do you like the music do you like you know whatever um again google drive is a fantastic platform for that the only problem is that it does render your content uh so if i upload a very high quality video or very high quality audio there is a chance that it's going to get compressed and i'm going to lose some of that quality uh so for example if i'm working with an editor uh going back and forth and sending files through google drive uh, would very quickly result in a broken file that is virtually unusable just through how many times it's been compressed um so the next thing is dropbox dropbox is a lot kinder to your fire files than google drive is it still does compress them but i i want to say it's lossless i'm not 110 percent sure i don't know all of their compression algorithms 
but it, it was. I know that when originally when Dropbox was very popular, um, you know, five years ago when I was working with it, they did advertise that they had a very good compression. Um, so again, that's something that we would use with clients um, oftentimes. What, do you want to say something, Matt? I was going to say, you haven't memorized all the compression Yeah, no, algorithms? I have not, actually. <laughs> Come on, get on the ball uh, here. But Dropbox is a great job. Again, it's a little bit more, um, you know, complicated to use, if you will. I think Google Drive is super friendly. I mean, I can send you a link to it, and you can open it on your phone from your text messages. I mean, Dropbox is not quite at that level of integration yet, uh, but it's a fantastic piece of software, and we use it all the time to get files across. Uh, MediaZilla is another one. Yeah, so we just actually got introduced to that a couple weeks ago, and that's something we're going to start to utilize heavy. I've learned that's like the, uh, the big boy of the product delivery world, um, kind of like Infusionsoft is the behemoth of, uh, of CRMs. Uh, MediaZilla kind of fills this spot. Um, and along with Vimeo, that's another platform that we utilize to showcase our videos um, and the quality there, you know, whatever the technical term is for how it renders, uh, the quality comes out really good there. So those are two other uh, product delivery slash preview um, softwares that we utilize. All right, so moving on to the world of marketing tools and softwares, Mr. Ted's going to tell us a little bit about MailChimp. Yeah, MailChimp is great for new businesses, new startups, small small businesses, um, because it's user-friendly, it's easy to use, and um, it's cheap. So they do have a free version. I believe it's up to um, 500 email sends per month, which is decent, um, depending on the size of your company. Obviously, the goal is to send as many uh, to as many customers as you can. But MailChimp makes it very easy to navigate. You don't need to know any special code or, or any special development language to be able to create these HTML emails. Um, and it makes it very, it, it lets you do it in a very simple drag and drop way. They have great analytics um, and their pricing structure is fair. Like I said, they have the, the, free, the free version, but uh, you quickly, you know, after 500 cents, which you should hit pretty soon, you quickly have to start leveling up and, and paying for your account, which I believe starts at $9.99 a month for $1,000 and $14.99 for $2,000. So it's really not that bad. Um, and it's, it's one of the ones that I set all, all our new clients up on because it's just so easy for them to use. Yeah, that's one of the first plugins, actually. Andrew could speak for that, too, in the web department that we, uh, that we download other than things like Elementor. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely love MailChimp. Fantastic. Moving on to Hootsuite. So Hootsuite is a uh, social media scheduling platform. Um, you can also actually manage some of your ads through that and do uh, some advertising uh, angles through Hootsuite. Uh, it's really great for people getting started or for with small teams. Um, you know, we're going to talk about another one in a, in a little bit that is a, somewhat similar. Um, but Hootsuite's great for starting out. You know, I, I tell everybody, uh, you know, if you have an idea of what you want to be posting in the future or if you want to just make sure you're hitting every holiday because that's a big thing that no matter what business you are in, you're going to be wishing everybody happy holidays at any point of the year that there's a holiday and you want to make sure you're posting something because if you leave people out, it reflects badly on you. Uh, so, you know, being able to have that bulk schedule and just throw it up and say, okay, boom, I'm done for my holidays. Now I can just worry about putting the content that's compelling and that I want to, you know, have timely, right? You know, put it up and film it today, turn it around, put it up tomorrow or whatever it is, or do a live stream or whatever, right? Um, you gives you that freedom, but at the same time knowing that if you didn't do anything today, well, I still have my post right. going up, so. Moving on to Sprout Social, which kind of... 
goes hand in hand with Hootsuite. Yeah. So Sprout Social is very, very similar to Hootsuite. I actually prefer it to Hootsuite because it gives you a uh, content sourcing uh, widget, um, which is where you'll type in what type of business you have, and it'll generate articles from you know all different sorts of news sites and whatnot that you can post that are in your industry, whether you're talking about food, finance, or furniture. You know, so it's uh, it's really great. I I like it a lot. I think it's a you know a phenomenal platform. I don't know. I don't think that it lets you do the ads from it, but I think that that allows it to you know apply more processing power to doing what it does. And I think what it does, it, it does best. Uh, so Sprout Social is definitely, in my opinion, the way to go when it comes to making sure that you have really compelling quality content that's going out. And it also gives you the ability to schedule it at the peak times of the day. So, you know, what we said earlier about, hey, you know, it's not just, uh, you know, that you're posting it every day. It's when are you posting it every day? And they kind of take the science out of it uh, so that they'll just say, hey, these are the peak times of day on these days. And we're going to schedule it and put it out there, uh, you know, for you at the best time. So, Absolutely. And moving on to the world of preparing content, uh, more specifically graphic design. Um, so obviously some businesses maybe cannot afford to have professional services come in uh, and prepare all their content at a professional level for them. And there are tools like Canva out them to assist with that, which I know uh, Ted's going to dive into a little. Yeah, sure. So Andrew went into a little bit about Adobe Suite, which is really, I think we can all agree, um, a bit of a learning curve for people who want to do graphic design and video production. Um, not to mention it's also uh, it's also a cost. Um, so what Canva has done is they've made a web interface version of a lot of the same tools and and things you could a lot of creative things you can do that are similar to Photoshop. So you know, like like Matt said, if you if you can't afford to hire a professional to to do these things for you, um, it, Canva makes it very easy for you to do yourself. Uh, a lot of social media managers I know use Canva because you don't really have the large um, learning curve that the Adobe Creative Suite has. So you can go onto Canva's website and you can. Uh, manipulate images, uh, add text on them, put filter filters on them, and really quickly and easily create content that is digestible for social media. And Canva's pretty affordable too, I believe, um, and of course very user friendly. You know, as as Ted stated, it doesn't require as much of a learning curve as something like Adobe Photoshop or or Premiere Pro would. All right, moving on to all the products Google has to offer. Um, so Google offers a ton of different tools and softwares to, you know, to assist you with your business. Uh, some examples would be Google Ads, formerly Google AdWords, um, Analytics, uh, Google Calendar, Google Business, um, which we utilize on a daily basis. Um, and Mr. Billy is going to kind of dive into that a little bit. Yeah, I mean, you know, this is kind of, if you don't know, now you know, right? I, mean, <laughs> I don't know anybody who doesn't know what Google is or, right. or you know, but they might be shocked at, uh, you know, all the different capabilities that Google has and they, they bring to the table for you. Um, you know, you don't even need a website uh, to get on and online because Google will do a free website for you uh, for your business page so that way you can create a, a My Google business page. So even if you say, hey, you know, I don't have a dollar to my name, but I got this business. I'm trying to bounce back after this whole crazy situation that we just got through. You're able to do it. You don't need to wait until, uh, you know, ducks are in a row in order for you to start because the hardest part is just getting started. You know, and and then from there, then you can kind of you know take take advantage of the momentum that you build up. But you know, when you're analyzing, okay, who's coming to my site? What actions are they taking? How can I make this more compelling? Analytics really provides you with that pathway. 
because uh, they'll go through and they'll say, okay, these are all the ads you're running. These uh, ads are, you know, making people click in the X, Y, and Z direction, and that's causing this, and this is how many abandoned carts you have, and on and on and on. I mean, you could spend, you know, your whole life <laughs> in Google Analytics doing nothing else, and you would have, you know, more work than you could finish because there's so much out there, you know. And, and like we say, you know, that's why it's important to have specialists because, yeah, you could do this on your own, um, it's something that, it, you know, to an extent, yeah, you could do it, right? But if you really want to grow and you really want to succeed, you know, putting the, the, the tasks and the projects in the capable hands of people who are equipped with the tools and the knowledge on how to best service them is going to do you better all, all, you know, every time of the day. You know, it's like that story with the, you know, when you, when you have a leak or something, in your sink and then you try to fix it yourself and you make it even worse and then the plumber comes and he has to charge you double <laughs> because you messed up and you made it you made it worse right we see that all the time with websites or people going mm -hmm. in and trying to do x y and z and they don't know what they're doing and they're going in there and they're trying to they're, they're putting in code or something and you know and then our guys go through and they find everything you know, they find that little one kernel that was a needle, needle in the haystack that was making everything go awry mm -hmm. you know so it's there are these tools out there they're great you know definitely have fun, go crazy with them, but, you know, make sure that you're not putting yourself at risk uh, because sometimes doing something on your own can create a bigger problem than if you just let somebody else handle it. And there's dozens of other products that Google offers that we didn't even mention. We just wanted to cover, cover a few of the most that we are, you know, exposed to um, on a daily basis. But most of Google products are free. I'm um, pretty user-friendly. Obviously, like Billy said, having the experience and knowledge to really be successful um, at, at utilizing these um, you know, products to your advantage is important, um, but Google has a lot to offer, um, you know, and we already named a few. All right, so moving on to covering content management systems, CMS, you know, for, for short. Um, Andrew's going to kind of dive into what content management systems we use, because um, this is extremely important when it comes to having a digital presence, you know, that, that's secure. Right. So when we talk about content management systems, we're talking about, you know, the website, the web development side of things. I know we're going to have, you know, separate a, a more separate, uh, more in-depth discussion about this, but I quickly want to mention that uh, we like WordPress a lot. We use WordPress ourselves for uh, pretty much every single website that we make. Um, again, if there is something that's very complicated that requires, you know, its own system, its own code, its own everything, that's something that we would do. Um, but you keep costs down, use WordPress, it integrates very well with um, plugins that other people have made. Um, it's supported, it's used, I think it's the most popular content matter by like a long shot. I mean, mm -hmm. it's, it's a lot, I don't know the percentage off the top of my head and I don't want to be wrong, uh, but it, it, it's, it's huge. Um, it's definitely always up to date. It's always well supported. It's a great system. Again, we're going to talk more in depth about that. So um, I guess we'll just move on to the next one. And Ted, I know you, you'll probably have some stuff to add about WordPress and uh, WordPress and its glory. <laughs> I love WordPress. I could I could get into it, but that would that would be another hour on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and even myself, to give an example, I have never built or had never built a website before. But I've been ass assisted, especially in the early stages of the business, um, in creating websites or just you know some web content on different pages, uh, utilizing you know the WordPress dashboard. Um, so I even know my way to navigate around it. And to me, I mean, if I can navigate around it, and I don't have that experience, then I think pretty much anyone can and, and that's why we also you know utilize that um, because we want our clients to be able to know what's going on too you know all right so moving on to Neil Patel 
So Neil Patel is uh, big in the SEO world, uh, you know, digital marketing, uh, that kind of thing. Uh, one of the, the tools from him that I really like to use is a free tool. Uh, so anybody listening uh, could go on and use this tool to analyze your website and see what your SEO score is. Um, you know, your speed test, your SSL certificate, uh, you know, it tells you everything that's going well and going wrong with your site. So that way you can uh, find out where the issues are and fix them. Um, so it's a really great tool. Uh, he also got another thing called Uber Suggest, which suggests keywords um, that, that that go along with your site. Or you can, you know, analyze and poke around and see what your competitors are doing and say, hey, you know, why are they so much more successful than me? You know, what are they doing differently? And you can actually go on and find out what they're doing differently and then mimic them. Well, obviously, it's better and better for everybody if you're innovating and leading. But you know what? In today's world, sometimes you see somebody's got a good thing and you want to get it too. Well, you got to you got to walk the walk too. So absolutely. All right. So moving on to a bunch of different uh, tools and softwares we've compiled into a miscellaneous category. Um, first off would be SoundCloud, which Andrew Andrew will kind of dive into how we utilize that for the podcast um, specifically. Oh uh, yeah. So we use SoundCloud for the podcast, like Matt had just mentioned. And what we do is we take our audio file once we're finished with our podcast and we upload it to SoundCloud. And then through SoundCloud, you know, through one system, we're able to then blast that podcast to Spotify, iTunes, anything else that we could, right, exactly, anything we could possibly imagine. I mean, there's more in that, you know, list than I could ever even, you know, memorize. Um, But it's a fantastic, uh, you know, piece of equipment for that. Um, And anybody else who's into audio, if your business is geared around audio, if you're a DJ, if you're a producer, if you're a podcast studio, you know, SoundCloud is definitely a good opportunity for one thing to grow. Uh, For another thing, you know, I love my compression algorithms. Very lossless compression algorithm. You get very high quality. Did you memorize all those? Yes, absolutely. (laughs) You get very high quality sound on SoundCloud. You know, it, it is very good. Um, so absolutely, that's how we use it. I mean, the, the possibilities with it are endless, but originally when it came out, people kind of wrote it off as like, oh, SoundCloud rapper, it's just these kids uploading like crappy files to the internet. Uh, it, it's turned into a lot, lot more than that. And I think anybody who works with audio professionally in some way, shape or form utilizes SoundCloud. And it's pretty affordable too. I think for us, it's like 10 or 15 bucks a month just to, to have the podcast on there. All right, to finish up our discussion today, um, we have a software that falls under the sales slash networking category, and that is called Meetup. Yeah, so Meetup is um, one of those uh, networking sites where you can kind of go on to meet like-minded people who are interested in similar activities or in the same industry or have same the same hobbies. So if you want to go fishing or dancing or net, you know go to a you know put on a, a fundraiser to combat cancer or something like that, you know, you can probably find it on Meetup. You know, if you want to find people who are, you know, doing networking events or I guess right now there's not a lot of people getting together in rooms anymore. So, uh, you know, those those happy hour Zoom calls or Skype calls or, or go to meetings or whatever they, you know, whatever platform you prefer. Um, you know, a lot of that stuff's virtual now. And definitely you need to innovate, especially salespeople out there, because phew, it's going to be tough, right? You know, especially with uh, this lockdown dragging on. Um, you know, no matter where you are, you want to make sure that you're turning virtual because we live in a virtual world. So even before the the lockdown and the and the virus and everything like that, everybody should have already been starting to think about, hey, how can I go virtual? How can I get on this free real estate that's online? You know, when people open up a new location, they go on and they say, okay, well, it's going to cost X number of dollars, but you go online, it's free. You know, so why not? And if you have these other sites like Meetup that's free that you can sign up for and then you go to meet up with these great people that are, want to accomplish the same things as you, 
Well, that's hard to find people who just, you know, are interested in the same things, first of all. But to get them all in the same room together, well, that's phenomenal, you know. So definitely I would suggest it to not only the business owners, but the professionals out there as well. Because uh, we all have hobbies. We all have things that, we, that, that, that make us feel more fulfilled than maybe what we do for a living. Um, I think some of us are lucky that we work here uh, because we get fulfilled in our everyday work. But, uh, you know, if, you, if you're looking for somebody that's like your tribe or whatever, definitely check out Meetup. Um, there's a lot of other sites out there that, that promise similar things, but Meetup is actual real people. You're not going to run into people trying to get you into their MLM or something <laughs> like that, you know. So um, it's, it's a great, great I can't say enough good things about it if you couldn't tell. So, All right, and moving on, I know we're running short on time here. Um, I'm actually going to ask Billy and Ted the same question just to kind, uh, kind of keep things uh, short and sweet. Uh, so starting with Ted, Ted, what's your favorite tool or software that we discussed today? You know, I really like the Google Drive suite, the whole Google Business App suite. Um, however, I think Monday is starting to compete with that a little bit more. I think Andrew went into that a little bit when he was when he was talking about Monday. But I've always been a, a fan of Google Drive and Google's uh, app suite. Um, but, you know, Monday is really is is probably my favorite tool that we discussed here. Obviously, WordPress is something I work in every day. We didn't really get to go into too much detail what WordPress is and how it works. But that's definitely something I use on a daily, almost hourly basis. Um, and then, you know, I'm surprised that you guys brought up SoundCloud. I thought that was um, that, that was kind of out of left field, but yeah, I think it's a great place to hold uh, to host your to your, your audio for your podcast. I, I didn't even realize that it could disseminate them to the other podcast channels. So I learned something today as well. So I'm gonna have to check that out. Yes, through the RSS feed, which I recently learned what that was. <laughs> um, all right, so same question from Billy. Billy, what's your favorite couple of tools and softwares we discussed um, today? Well, obviously, you know, Google's number one. Google's king. Uh, if you're not on Google, get on Google. Um, but once you're on Google and you have your website and everything, go to Neil Patel uh, and do the SEO analyzer. And then find out how bad you are. And then get better. <laughs> and then give us a call. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. All right, so moving on to, I know we have a couple uh, stories slash lessons of the week to tell here. We'll save Ted's for last because best for last. Um, <laughs> actually, I'll skip over mine and Andrew. Billy, you go. That way we can kind of have good time management Okay, here. so my, my story, I'm sure everybody's kind of heard the, the story, but this goes, you know, there's this guy. He's the, There's a big flood uh, in his town. And uh, you know the the people are coming and, and they're saying oh you know you, you you get in our uh, you get in our car and we can drive you to safety during the evacuation and he says oh no I'm okay God will save me and then you know the floods are coming and then there's somebody comes by in uh, in a in a in a in a like a, a, a motorboat and they come over to him and he's over sitting on his house and the person says oh you know get in the boat get in the boat we'll 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 bring you to shore you know we're we're coming and and getting the people that are that are stuck here and he says oh no no it's okay god will save me and then uh you know then then eventually you know he's he's at the very you know over hanging onto his chimney and a, and a helicopter comes along and they're waving him down and they're saying come on get on you know and he says oh no 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 it's okay god will save me god will save me and then you know ultimately he bites the dust and uh you know he sees he meets his maker and he 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 looks to to god and he's like well what the heck happened i thought you know i told everybody you were gonna say and god turns to me he says well i i i sent the car a boat and a helicopter what more do you want me to do you know, and it's a kind of a similar story with business owners where they say, oh, my gosh, you know, I really want to get customers. Oh, man, I wish my lunch hour were busier. Oh, man, I have these great products, but they're just not selling. Why? What are you doing? 
What's stopping you? Right. Are you are are you, do you have people coming to you every day and calling you up every day saying, "Hey, I'd like to sit down with you and talk to you about your strategy." Hey, I'd like to sit down with you and talk to you about how you're doing your branding. Hey, I'd like to sit down with you and talk to you about how you're doing your marketing or your photo and your video or this and your that or blah 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 blah. You know, but we get so locked into this idea of, "Oh, if you're coming to help me, you must want something from me." Right. Or, "Oh, if you're coming to help me, I'm not interested because I've heard it all before." You know. But we haven't because we think, oh, well, you know, we're going to find the person and when it feels right. Well, sometimes the a-holes are the ones that do the best job, you know. Not that we're the a-holes. Not that we're the a-holes. <laughs> I'm not saying that we no. are, but I'm just saying, you know, people need to be more open-minded and, and, and open ears, you know. Because right. if you want to succeed, you can't look at things as a competition. You can right. only look at things as a potential for cooperation, right? Because then that opens up a whole universe to you and you're not fighting against people. You're fighting with them. Right. That was a pretty good story. I mean, I could tell he's been wanting to tell that story. <laughs> <laughs> All right, anyways, we've got a pretty interesting story up next regarding Mr. Ted. Um, Ted, if you want to give a little bit of background to it and, and kind of dive in. Sure, yeah. So, um, so I bought a house in January of this year, and shortly after I moved in, it's on a lake, and shortly after I moved in, I started – I started meeting my neighbors who were ducks. I had a lot of ducks for neighbors. So they'd come in, they'd waddle into my yard and they'd waddle out and I'd feed them bread and whatnot. And we, we became good friends, I guess you could say. So one day this, this duck walks into my yard and I, I had to do a double take because I saw uh, speared through his neck was a lawn dart. It was about eight inches long and it probably about a half an inch wide and it was skewed right through this duck's neck and yet he was waddling around and he was quacking and he was begging for food and living his life just just as he would and i i thought oh my god this this little duck's gonna die he's in danger you know someone shot him and left him to die why would they do that i gotta do something about this i gotta bring him to the vet what am i gonna do so i called uh i called the um a bird a bird rescue um sanctuary and they came out and the sheriff came out and they started they started tracking this duck and trying to try to get him. And soon enough, uh, the local news agency came out and they wanted they wanted to talk to me. They wanted to get me on camera to, to do their feel good story about um, about this duck. Well, about a week later, they found the duck and they brought it to a vet and they had it surgically. They had the the lawn dart surgically removed and the duck survived and they let it loose. They let it back out into the wild. Um, so of course, you know, a, a happy ending to the story, the news agents, the, the, the new the local news people came back out and they got me on camera and they took my interview and, 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 and they posted it on their, their Facebook and their social media and they broadcasted it. And I get this call and, uh, my mom saw me on the news and she said, Ted, I, I had to take a screenshot of, of your, of your title they put under your name. And I said, what, what do you mean? What is this? What do you mean? What title? She said, it says, Ted Esposito, Spotted Duck. <laughs> so, so, yes, I did spot a duck. Yes, I spotted the duck in the story, but the dang news journalist put Spotted Duck as my title. <laughs> so, and, and, of course, I have a really, like the guys have already said, I have a really, really long, recognizable beard, and, some might some might liken that to the guys on Duck Dynasty. So it really <laughs> it was pretty fitting for me to be on this news this news story with Spotted Duck as my title. I'm surprised had, Duck Dynasty hasn't given you a call yet. My family yeah, always really. used to say when yeah. I had the beard, they'd be giving me a call shortly. Um, 
So more of the story is ducks and marketing. No, I'm just kidding. That's, that's nothing <laughs> to do. But um, internally, yes, now we called uh, Ted the duck spider. Obviously, we don't support animal cruelty and everything. That was completely wrong. But um, we all Ted's uh, colleagues also created this image of him, which we're going to put on the screen, that now uh, we, whenever we think of Ted, we, we uh, think of this image, which will we'll pop on the screen right here and maybe include a little, uh, little bit of his interview spot. But anyways, we thought that story would be a great way to end the episode. Billy and Ted, thanks for coming on. We're definitely going to have you guys on again, and we hope you guys enjoyed um, you know, being on your first episode of EDP. For everyone else out there, uh, stay tuned for next week's episode, which is going to be titled Let's Talk Sales, which Billy will be back on that episode, along with Mr. Joe Basile, who is one of our business development specialists over at EDE and EDS. So we're going to dive into everything sales, talk about our approach, you know, our process, everything. Oh, mic fail. Everything from A to Z over here. You're paying for that. No, just kidding. Um, also, if you haven't checked out our social media profiles, feel free to do so. We're on Facebook at Everyday Podcast FB and Instagram at Everyday Podcast IG. Also, feel free to shoot us an email with any comments, questions, or concerns at info at everydaypodcast.biz. That's B-I-Z at the end. And feel free to check out our website, which, again, as stated before, has all that you know functionality that we've added to it. You can download the video and the audio uh, versions of all the different episodes. Um, and the link to the website is everydaypodcast.biz. That's B-I-Z at the end. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in, and we'll see you next week.